Hello and welcome to episode 2 of Role Players. In this episode, our adventurers are going to go on a new adventure. There are several points in this episode where we reference a episode that we recorded, but didn't quite fit with the actual narrative that we decided we wanted to go with. So that has been removed, and you will hear summaries of essentially what happened in it from Evie as he talks to the other members that he is recruiting to go on his mission with him. There will also be several points where we reference episode 0. Episode 0 was the rules episodes, but since the rules have changed so much since this is an in-development pen and paper system, we decided that it was best to just not publish those rules because they've changed significantly. And once the rules are more hammered out, we'll release them along with a episode that explains how the rules play and how you yourself will be able to play a version of this game. Hope that helps, and I hope that you guys enjoy this episode. We're going to jump right in with Evie walking in to Lion's Arch. It has been four months since you guys had your adventure on the deep in the deeps, and Evie. You have, as we saw in the last part, last scene, you have been sent to Lion's Arch to recruit a group to go and recover this item. So you are standing at the entrance to Lion's Arch. There are, this is Lion's Arch with, there are just boats that are upended and turned into buildings. There's pirates walking down streets. It's raucous and just a crazy pirate port town with all of those accoutrements that you expect from rowdy houses of pirates, drinking establishments, and all of that sort of thing. How would you like to proceed in finding your people? I'm immediately, because I'm coming from the southern end of Lion's Arch, by the way, so I'm going to go into Fort Mariner and go to that bar and see if a certain loud Norn is in there. All right, so you go into Fort Mariner's bar. You look around. Is uh, you, is anyone uh, is anyone in there other than other than Evie at this point? Is anyone just hanging out in Fort Mariner's bar? What time of day is it, Evie? What time of day did you decide to go to Lions Arch at? Probably just before sunset. So well, that twilight. puts a wrench in my plans. Oh, uh, what time would you be at the bar? No. Oh no, uh, I'm no. I wasn't going to be at the bar, but I was thinking it was going to be first thing in the morning. Unless, right. Eric, you want to cut to me and... You and Vrabin? All right, yeah. So we'll we'll do a cut. So Evie's, you've wandered into Fort Mariner Bar. You oh, hang on. I have an idea. Oh, I've, go for it. I have an idea. Um, I guess if Evie's okay with it being there first thing in the morning, um, just as a hint, and you can probably cut all this out, um, the barman probably would tell you that... There was a loud Norn last night, and he wandered out and uh, is probably somewhere nearby, passed out, perhaps on the beach. Yeah, because Evie's not just going to give up when he sees a, this loud Norn is not there. He's going to right. ask around and be like, hey, did you yeah. see this? Said. Okay, so you're standing in the bar. You don't see anyone. How would you like to proceed then? I'm going to ask the bartender if they have seen... A Norn fitting the description of Nima. And, oh. uh... Hmm? Okay. The bartender is 
We're going to roleplay this sucker. The bartender is a large char male. He is wearing the clothing of the lion's, lion's guard. And he is currently sitting there scrubbing at his various wooden tankards. As you walk up, he, he I just did a visual cue because that's really effective for verbal. Uh, he nods at you. What'll it be? I'm not here to drink anything. I'm actually looking for someone. Maybe you can help me. It's a particularly loud Norn. Goes by the name of Nima. Mm, I think I remember someone from the even last evening. Rather tall, gets drunk, and starts shouting orders at people. Shouting orders. It's probably who I'm looking for. He was bald, which is kind of weird. Yup. Yeah, yeah, I saw him wander out. He went down. One person was saying when we made sure that he was not dying as he walked out because he got pretty drunk. I saw him wander down towards the uh, water. So hopefully he's still down there and didn't wander into the water. We just made sure he laid down somewhere and then I came back in here. Did he head east or west? He headed... Which way did you head, Nemo? Uh, I think, I guess it would be east because that's where the beach is. Beaches in both directions, but yeah, we'll go east. Yeah, he headed east. <laughs> Thank you, kind Char. Just walk away. I'll the Char like- nods at you. It was that was one of your easiest uh, easiest uh, discussions with with anyone. So you wander down. You're gonna head to the beach. Yeah. All right. So you head down to the beach. It's a typical sunny day in Lion's Arch. The beach is not necessarily full of people, but there's a few people hanging out after. Dealing with the Karka threat, the giant crabs that invaded Lion's Arch several months ago, the beach is actually quite busy, it turns out, on the far shore, because it is full of refugees who have become flooding into Lion's Arch and various other places from the Shiver Peaks and from areas in Ascalon, in old Ascalon. Due to the current resurgence in a, or a current surge in a threat that no one's quite entirely certain what's going on. You hear rumors of a molten alliance, but you're not entirely certain who they are or what they're doing. So it is actually amazingly busy on this beach, full of tents and people that are camping out, cooking over fires. And you can see that there is a section that is still open and there are several people just laying on the beach. I'm going to look around specifically for a Norn that was possibly inebriated the day before, i.e. hungover. So, uh, what do my eyes see? So, as you're looking, you see this group, you see amongst the people that are laying passed out on the shore, you see a Norn, and you see a Kodan, actually, more specifically, because that is an unusual thing to see in Lion's Arch, sitting beside the Norn, with a uh, bucket of water drizzling it on the Norn's face. Well, I was looking for one, and I got two. And head over there, say hi to uh, Iceland. You, uh, as you approach, you can hear Iceland muttering about, you know, drinking too much and how the water won't kill. And then he sees you and he says, oh, nice to see you again. Uh, what's your character's name? Just Evie works. Oh, yeah, it's Evie. Nice to see you again, Evie. What brings you back to Lion's Arch? I'm actually looking for both of you. I... Rough night? Uh, so Islam uh, nudges uh, Nima and says, yeah, he could, he drinks too much, but I think you already knew that. Yeah. And, uh, 
with the light nudge and the water on his face, Nima comes to, spluttering, looks around. Oh, wait, beach, water, and starts scrabbling back on his back away from the shore. Islam says, you know, it won't kill you to jump in, but we'll just have to park this conversation for later. Evie wants to see us. We have to figure out why. Oh, my head. What happened last night? Well, after I saw you stagger out of the bar, I kept you from drowning yourself. I went in? Well, you could say you were coerced, but... Well, it's all a blaze, a haze, foggy, foggy haze. Uh, morning, Evie. Morning. Um, it, kind of interesting. Uh, so you remember how we went and got weird scale thing that? Yeah. Did you ever find out what yeah, it was? I I can't talk about that. Um, so we got that. That went pretty well, especially considering your uh condition. How about we go get something else? Probably this, a little it, more expensive. But uh would this something else also be cursed? Honestly, I don't know. Uh but if it is, it'll be more expensive. So uh yeah. I'm gonna be up front. I can't pay you up front because I'm an upfront person. And uh yeah, being up front. But I'm good for Where it. <laughs> and would we be going over the ocean? Because I didn't enjoy that so much last time. And I would prefer to avoid it. We may be able to figure out a way to not go over any bodies of water. Alright, I'm in. Sign me up. Okay. I'm glad you took it that way. Islam, fancy coming along. Islam sighs and says, well, if we can figure out more about that uh, last artifact, and maybe you'll tell me in different company... Um, I'm always interested in learning about new artifacts and always, and also interested in what um, the prospects of RO could uh, do for us. I have a feeling, considering what our future company might be, that uh, we'll have many more opportunities to learn about many other things. So, it would be very nice to have you along. You were very... have any others in mind? Actually, yes. Though I have absolutely no idea where I should start looking for them. Obviously not the Dominion of Winds, but... Maybe around there. Uh, give, I'll just... Uh, give me names and I'll start walking and shouting. Um, for Eric, for Eric I don't know if you want to yeah. set this up. My idea was that Hubert is at the refugee camp doing a show for the kids. Okay, I, I, that's awesome. I can definitely put work with that. So, are you guys just going to follow Nima as he begins shouting the names of the other people? No, my next idea would be to see if any of them would have been helping the refugees. So that actually kind of works kind of perfectly. Okay. Okay. So how are you going to approach looking through the refugee camp, guys? Um, Wasn't it they had the refugee camps on each beach? They had one on the southeast beach, one on the northwest beach and all that. Yes, and you guys are in the southern We're in the southern one right now. Um, We can, I mean... Depends on which beach Hubert would have been at. The North Beach had more people and probably had the kids. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think it was the South Beach Beach had the kids, but I don't remember like what what it was in game. So I just while, figured you guys so would the, hear like the applause or whatever from what I was doing and well, wonder over see what's going on. One one thing to keep in mind is that the art that the the beaches in in the game 
didn't show the full extent of necessarily the refugee crisis. So there will be children in every on each beach. So oh yeah, you guys. I was just thinking I'm specifically going to... of the ones that like give you the drawing to eat, and also the ones that were like you had to go get their compass and their little doll and stuff out of the. I was thinking of that scavenger hunt. Quest. They were on the southeast way. beaches, I believe. All right, well, I can just be like, well, maybe you don't need to uh, doubt their names everywhere. More than likely, at least. One or two of them are probably helping out refugees. Let's let's start looking in these camps. Well, since uh, Islam was helping with setting up tents and refugees carrying things as he could, because he's that kind of uh, that kind of codon that likes you know help out. Um, he may have seen you know Hubert um, helping with uh, entertainment, so he'll bring them that direction. Oh, that's perfect. You know, Evie, good plan. Uh, my voice early in the morning, still not warmed up. Maybe a little horse from last night. I can probably give shouting a miss for a while. You should probably drink some water. It might help you. Islam gives a disappointed snort <laughs> and lingers in the direction of the entertainment section. Um, Neva looks at the bucket that Islam was using and sees there's still a little bit left and picks it up and just downs it. All right, so you guys begin walking through the, through the refugee camp. There are a lot of people there, and you can see... A lot of these people are not necessarily used to the heat, so there's a lot of people just sort of reclining in the shade of their tents. You can see also that there is a lot of injured people coming from this. There are people with burns that look pretty bad. There's there's healers attending to them and trying and wandering throughout the camp. There's a lot of uh, people that are looking rather... Rather disconnected, they are just sort of staring out. You could suspect that there's probably a high probability that there are a lot of people here who have lost people, who have lost family, and maybe we're hoping to find them in the in the refugee camp. But it looks pretty desperate at this point. And you do hear some people talking about that there are groups beginning to form up to go and start exploring. You can hear some names, some people are talking about some people who are working through through the upper levels that they think might actually be able to influence and affect things. Uh, you can see a large number of packed soldiers actually here, and as you're walking, you see uh, a large retinue of packed soldiers being follow, following behind someone that looks rather important, who is talking to children, and you've seen him before. This man was one of the people who led the assault on Zaitan, and as you see, you can see a child rush up and give the man a, a piece of paper with a drawing on it, and he thanks the child and continues on, and this is the Pact Commander. So what do you guys think that in this version of Tyria, the Pact Commander looks like? Is it even a he? I think it's a female Savari. Okay. Because what? Femship. Okay, so. <laughs> All right, so it's a That's female Silvari with with red leaf with red leaf hair. Dangerous and, territory. <laughs> and uh, what profession do you think the commander is, Rabin? Not an engineer. <laughs> an elementalist. An elementalist. All right, there we go. And is the okay? There we go. Wait, so, what? What? Uh, what uh, section of the pact? What order of the pact? Oh is the, yes, which from... order are they from? Spirit, whispers, vigil, or we're doing world building here. Vigil. Okay, I should be writing notes down. 
I, I really think the commander should have been a necro, though, because we don't have a necro in the party. Oh, are they joining us? Is that kind of the hint? Oh, hint no, they, no, they are not. This is just, okay. this is world building at this point. Still I mean, I suppose you could ask them, but they've got a huge, this, this version of the pack commander travels with a fairly large retinue of, uh, of packed soldiers and stuff. Maybe she may try fish to... to fry. Yeah. I, I really want it to be. A necro with minions and pack soldiers, just like an army behind him. <laughs> It'd be too perfect. This one is, we're actually going to make her an elementalist. Okay. But uh, she will have a elemental, uh, an earth elemental following around. Yay, pets. As long as there's an army behind her, I'm okay. Okay. <laughs> Good. Excellent world building, guys. So that is your version of the pack commander. You may interact with her at some point. Who knows? Ooh. So as you go, you begin to. Pardon? She's in water atonement right now for the soothing rain thing. There you go. Yeah. So she's going around doing some healing and stuff and working with various healers. So that is happening. And so you see that. And then you also see that there, or you actually begin to hear some cheers, some children making laughing and that sort of thing. And you follow that collective sound in the clapping and you come upon a area that looks like a it's a little red arena area that's sort of been sectioned away and there is a group of children around the outside and inside you see Hubert, a owl tengu who is performing tricks. What is Hubert doing, Spirit? Uh so Hubert has set up some some towels or barriers of some sort and he's ducking in and around behind them and summoning different illusions. So every time he pops his head out and goes peekaboo, uh there are different numbers of clones. It's sort of like like the game where you put a ball under a cup and you shuffle it around except uh he's doing it with himself and multiple clones and just popping out and every time he pops out there's a different number of clones and the, the kids are all uh getting really excited. <laughs> uh so he he's just about done. He's wrapping up, and so for his final his final trick, when he was about to pop out, uh, instead of uh, he pops out with five clothes, there's only three towels or whatever. He pops out with five, and then he disappears and goes deadly silent. And the kids are waiting and waiting and waiting for someone to appear. And then he pops up behind them and grabs one and goes, "Ta-da!" There is a thunderous applause. The child that you uh, that you grabbed is screaming in in probably joy, a little bit of terror. Uh, <laughs> that sounds about right for like a children's birthday party. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the good news is you didn't have any of the creepy found clown uh, face paint, so that's good. Uh, so they're, they're really, the parents are several of the parents and or caretakers. There's also, you can't really, you're not really sure because some of these kids don't look like the, like the adults that they're hanging out with. Uh, you, the, they look relieved. They look, uh, it's, they seem to be enjoying the fact that they, for the first time in a while, they have sort of a moment to relax and, and to take their minds off of the various issues that are happening in the Northern Shiver Peak, in the Shiver Peak Mountains and Ascalon. And mm-hmm. you turn and you see a posse of familiar faces walking towards you. Evie, upon seeing the show, and its conclusion, he's just going to kind of stand there with a big smile on his face, clapping, just waiting to see uh, what Hubert does when he finally notices that he's there. Uh, he, he puts the kids down and sort of pats them on the head and says, you know, uh, I'll be back, friend. I, I will be back. And uh, oh, he turns around. <laughs> nice. It has begun. Uh, he turns around and goes, ah, Evie. 
feathers to meet you again, my friend. What brings you to Lion's Arch? What brings you to the refugee camps? Boober, my favorite tango, my favorite owl, and probably my favorite bird. Man, I'm actually looking for you and some others, but you mainly, because you are just so owly. Uh, I kind of need your help with something. Does that, does that count as you know, like racism? Like you, I'm I'm looking for you because you're super owly. <laughs> okay, anyways, please continue. Look, look, he doesn't know what to say. He's being super awkward. It probably was racist, and he just didn't realize it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I need your help with something. I, I, I am indeed very talented. So, uh, what, what can I help you with, my friend? Well, I know, or at least I think, that you're not very fond of dry places, but I'm pretty sure that you like magical places, and I do plan on going somewhere like that. So, I need to help a friend of mine in Relics of War. Uh, so, I need to go get a book or something, some kind of magical thing. not really sure if it's a book. It is in the library, though. Uh, yeah. It'll probably be expensive. I, eh, we don't have money right now, but we're good for it. So, uh, you know that already, though. We can pay you after, mm. just not up front. Because, yeah, I'm just being up front. <laughs> well, I would like to go to a magical library, so I suppose we'll have to wing it. <laughs> oh. I'm, <in. laughs> I'm just going to giggle under my breath at that one, because I'm just like, oh. <laughs> Because I've, had, I've been building a list for weeks. <laughs> oh, this is amazing. This is my time. <laughs> Don't expend more. Oh, that's only, that's you, not even close. Oh, this You is could say she's taking flight with her puns. Oh, man. This is, this is wonderful. But in their fledgling days. All right. So, Islim looks among them and says, is, is this a uh, Tengu thing or a human thing? I, I don't get the other species' humor. I'm a performer, my dear. This is what I do. Evie's just going to kind of sneak next to Islam, kind of whisper in their ear. Don't know, but they think it's funny, so I laugh along. Look better. Just go with it. <laughs> Islam whispers back. It sounds like Norwin wisdom to me. If ever okay. there were Which any, isn't a bad thing. If ever there was any wisdom, this is probably it. <laughs> and then I'm just going to like, okay. Let's go find someone else. Um, so the final member that you are looking for, his name is Alum. Is Alum. We'll just go with first names for now. Right. Alum Horan. So, when we did the last job, who did we work for? The consortium, right? Yes. Okay. How about we go there and see if Alum is still working for them? Or doing something. Would Alum still be working for the consortium, Pear? Yes. Oh, I wrote cool. it in. I wrote it in roll twenty. Oh, oh I should look at probably that! Look I could actually. That. <laughs> yeah. I thought you guys were playing off of what she wrote in roll twenty. I'm like, oh, yeah, they're reading it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> we're just, we're just that good. Okay, so you guys, you head towards the consortium headquarters. This is up. You go back through, uh, back through the, through Fort Mariner. I make sure that when we pass there. through, I wave at the bartender and give him a big thumbs up and smile at him because he helped me. He notices that you have found your group and uh or you found the Norn and the and several other people and gives you a toothy char grin and uh and nods back. 
and returns to his work. And so this is early morning. There's still some just really drunk people there. So you have gone from the beach on, you have gone up through Fort Mariner, which is a fairly, fairly standard for those of you who are not familiar with it. It's a pretty, at this point, pretty standard sort of castle. It's got some t- towers. There is a bar. There is barracks. There is a large number of lion guard training in, in the area and drilling in the fields, but people, can actually just go right through it. And so there is a thoroughfare through Fort Mariner. And you walk along that and you pop out the, and you head out the other side and you walk along some cliffs that overlook the bay and you can see the sort of the lion's arch in all of its glory at the time. You can see off to your, off to the north, which is as you're walking to your right, you can see the, the gate island with all of the gates that teleport you to various cities throughout Tyria. You can see the docks in Sanctum Harbor, and you're also walking towards the destroyed lighthouse, which was destroyed when the Karka, which are giant crab creatures, attacked the city just a few months before. And as you walk, you come down and you walk along a path, you walk along, there's some, some walls that uh, sort of retaining walls and training areas outside of Fort Mariner to your to your right, and then as you go, you get to a bridge. And when you get to the bridge, you turn right down a hill that's that runs down the cliffside, and it's a it's more of a grassy path, not so much of an established road. But down down that way, you find your way to Consortium headquarters, which is a group of of economy centric folks who are some of the biggest competitors to the very popular Black Lion Trading Company of Tyria. And they are the ones who, many people think, were the cause of the Karka invasion. They're, they have fallen on hard times as a result, but their skill with, with, with economics and just business practices in general, and the fact that aside from the Black Lion Trading Company, they're really the only show in town for significant economic functionality as far as businesses on large scales go. There's not, they're still, they're still doing pretty well for themselves. And they've also hired quite a few people to go to the South Sun Cove, which is an island that they found and where they found the Karka and to clear it out. So there have been many adventurers that have gone to receive employment by south by the consortium and so you guys are going there it is populated as you get in as you come down a azura walks up to you and he looks up at all of you because he is vastly shorter than the two two norn a kodan and uh even than hubert who is a reasonably sized tengu hello there what are you doing here because he's totally british it's really hard to do azura accents i'm so bad at it that's what he says to you what are you doing we're actually just looking for a confident mesmer. It goes by the name of Alum. We worked with Alum. Oh. Alum. Alum. That that sounds familiar. I believe that we have had him in our employ. He has run several contracts for us. I do not know if he's here currently, but I do remember running a few jobs with him. He was an interesting fellow. I believe that if you go in and talk to my to into the main office there will be someone that would know maybe where he is we tend not to like to tell people where our we we tend to try and keep the privacy 
of our employees uh, maintained fairly significantly, but if he's around, you might be able to run into him. So he points off down the down down the hill. There's some docks. He came out of a small building on the hill. Uh, that is sort of it looks like it's sort of a way to to for them to see who's coming and going. And he points down to a building that you can see one building's got there's a uh, Azura gate out front, which is basically a big round gate with a portal. Then you can see through it the South Sun Cove, which is currently on, and. Islam says he'll go, uh, he's gonna go sit by the portal while you guys find Alum. Good idea. Okay. So, you guys head down, and there are several buildings, and which building would you like to go, would you, would you like to go into the one that he pointed out? Uh, yes, obviously. Okay, so you walk in, and there are a series of people, and, uh, and as you're walking in, you actually do see Alum leaning on Leaning on, uh, on the desk, looking at the secretary, it looks like, who is a human lady who is scribbling notes, and he is talking to her. So I was at the bar last night, and there was this Norn there who was so drunk, he was trying to make out with a Gigantocus Musicus. Couldn't get anywhere with it. Norn. Can't get anywhere with Moose. Uh, yes, that... Yes, she says, continuing to scribble and looking up at him. He, so he was. What is a giganticus musicus? What? That's you've you've been in the bar. We, we were there last week. Well, yes. This is that. Is that just a moose? That's that. That's the moose that's hanging on the wall, right? Yes. Okay. What you said, giganticus musicus, and that. I mean, giganticus is technically a. Uh, is a reference to, like, a giant species, so I wasn't sure if maybe there was, like, some weird thing. I mean, you remember hearing the stories about in Or how they found a Giganticus Lupicus? No, no, Moosicus. Okay, yeah. Turns out that uh, she's not big on puns, um, it, which is sad, because puns are amazing. Yeah. My one weakness. Nima, upon... Uh, eavesdropping on their conversation, realizes they're talking about him and cracks up laughing in a really loud voice. Says, uh, so that's what happened. Turn around and say, I'm surprised you don't have fur in your teeth. <laughs> no, there's just some sand. It was <laughs> terrible. Sand does get that everywhere. Works. So what are you guys doing here? Uh, I... They don't pay me enough for this. So, Alum, you're what guy? You're not the scholarly type, right? Uh, Are you? Uh, well, I'm not not scholarly. Well, I can read. That's perfect. I have a job that goes to a library. Maybe you want to come along. (laughs) Um, sure. Perfect. Uh, can't. Okay, can't. Can't pay you up front. So, um, yeah, relics is good for it, though. Promise you that. <laughs> and uh, this is pretty dangerous. So it's probably going to pay well. Hmm. Well, the consortium's drying up as far as uh, payment is coming along, anyway. And and he glances over at them behind the bar. 
I think I might need to get out of town for a while. Definitely out of town. So, well, you'll you'll have that going for you. And from what I hear around the area, the uh, ladies dress well. Yeah, they dress well. Good. Any thumbs up? Uh, as as they're sort of doing this, Hubert is is uh, sort of wandering around the office. And if I can, I'd like to get a peek at what the lady was doodling behind the desk. But like. I don't want to just like sidle up and like look over, but just sort of like wander around and you know take a peek over my shoulder. Okay, I'd like you to uh, make a performer uh, coordination check. See if she notices you. Okay, I am going to find my character sheet, which is uh, in the. That's right, because we're playing a role-playing game, and there are dice that get rolled. <laughs> no, I'm glad you're making me make a check. I just have lost the sheet and all my stuff. Like you said. You lost your sheet. <laughs> I can't get it back. So would anyone else like to look around while she's searching for her character sheet or do anything? Evie is completely disinterested from, with the consortium at this point. He is very uncomfortable in that building. And it shows. Is there, are there any chairs that are not occupied? Uh, yeah, there's, a, there's actually a little sitting area where uh, it's apparently like a waiting area that you could sit down in. And they are... Uh, Species agnostic chairs. A Azura would probably have to hop up on them, but uh, they'll fit any of the species. There's even a nice little okay, tail so, area. Sorry, I just need a reminder. It's uh, my coordination check, and I get one degree of advantage for being a performer. Correct. Uh, well, Nima, still being a bit wary, wanders over and just plumps stuff down on the on the seat and just casts his eye around at the other people around the place. See, I guess. Uh, Maybe Hazley trying to see if anyone else was in the bar last night, aside from the secretary, who he might have to uh, explain his antics to. Oops. Oh, One God. successes! Reroll that four. <laughs> does it matter? I rolled two one. Oh, that's right. Crit fail. Yeah, that does that. Okay. So, as you walk up to the, uh, as you, as you're trying to walk by and be all sly, uh, trying to look at what she's writing, she just sits there and looks at you, uh, gives you a really wry look. This is a lady who's pretty used to people, like, I apparently trying to sneak looks at the various consortium stuff. She's just writing down a name. She's doing some, some tracking of, you know, who went on the last job that they were just hiring and she's just doing some basic, it's really boring paperwork. I mean, you could, she, she doesn't care if you read it at all. She just sort of watches you like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> She also gets a really weird look when your head starts turning and it turns a little bit too far and she looks a little bit startled and creeped out by you. <laughs> um, she says, could, could you maybe go and, and discuss this, this somewhere, your work somewhere else, Alum, that? She just sort of stares at the, at, uh, at Hubert. It, that's really weird. What are, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so Hubert Hubert has kind of caught on to the fact that she's uncomfortable too. So to uh to make the best of it, he he finishes spinning his neck all the way around and puts his hand on someone's shoulder so as we leave he can watch her on the way out. <laughs> she is transfixed with just a look of disturbed curiosity. She's seen some weird he things. Does the, does the thing where he sort of points to his eyes with two fingers and then back at her like I'm watching you. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really weird I'm because he's looking directly gesture. back. 
so her hands, <laughs> so her arm has to like twitch a little bit, like really twist to do it. It's it's very weird looking, and she just and goes like, back to paperwork. And I'm making the cut it off gesture, like stop, stop, stop. I gotta I'm come not back here. here. <laughs> <laughs> I get between you and her. <laughs> so you're staring at me now. Yeah, uh, okay. she... <laughs> I, I turned my head back around and I started to behave myself. <laughs> All right, so I guess we're off to this library. Where is this library again? So, in your discussions with Shongaku, he suggested that you are going. You need to go find a vault, but the problem is the vault is in Drachnar's Forge, which is a place that has sunk beneath the the ocean in Ma- Mount Malmstrom area. So it's actually beneath a giant lake. Inland sea, but it is deep beneath it, and the vaults probably are just beneath the water entirely in an enclosed area. And so, Shongaku recommended that you head to the Priory to find maps about the area. So, just to clarify, we won't have to cross a body of water to get there, right? Correct. Exactly. That's that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about solid water? Like earth, ground. You might have to dig a hole. No, 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 like ice or jade. The uh, distinct sound of snoring emanates throughout the room from the waiting area. <laughs> oh, oh you guys have left, left, left has, uh, he's, he's just taking a quick snooze. Okay, so you... At that same point, Ice comes in, notices that he's sleeping, and just sighs bird's face, and then says, were you talking about birds in obscure manners again? You've got that look on your face. Who is he talking to? <laughs> making, obscure, making obscure bird references again? You've got that look on your face. I don't like your accusations, sir. Would I ever do that? I don't understand why you always talk about birds. I'm just trying to understand you, you crazy species. Alright, so, is anyone going to wake Nima up, or are you just going to leave him behind? Uh, okay. Well, I so, feel like if we're going to talk about Drakenars, we should maybe just let him sleep and then surprise him. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when we get there, it's just a body of water. I was like, hmm. We all kind of know he's not okay with that. This is like when you take a vacation with the kids and you hope they sleep the whole way. <laughs> we'll just tell him we're going to we can, uh, Candy uh, Island. We Candy can tell Island. him we're going to Mount Maelstrom. That won't be a lie. It's yeah. just. Slightly east of Mount Maelstrom. <laughs> and down. <laughs> okay, so first, though, you should probably head to Dro- uh, to uh, the Priory in order to look up some old maps of Drachnar's Forge to try and figure out how to get into the vault, because it was beneath Drachnar's Forge, which is now beneath water. So it's going to be a bit difficult to get into. Wait, completely out of character. Uh, this is the lake that has all the crate in it, right? Yes. yes. Okay, just double checking. Yeah, this is where if you play Guild Wars 2 and you have experienced the joy that is escorting brain dead Quaggan, that's where you're going. Alright, so let's head to the Priory. Let's all go to the Priory. Let's all go to the Priory. Okay. Is this do we have a do we have a portal? Um, from Lion's Arch at this we point? We do not yet. The built? portal is built shortly uh, after the invasion, so you're going to have to take the long way around. The trip actually is about uh, it's about a two-day... Guys. Go ahead. We have two Mesmers. They have portals up the wazoo. <laughs> but they do not have... So 
Mesmer portals, while effective, are short range and yeah. line of sight. So, I mean, you could line of sight all the way, but you could also just walk. <laughs> There's also like waypoints. They're totally a thing. That's true. Does, do everyone have waypoints to the Priory? Let's say yes. Yeah. Okay. Do we have money for said waypoints? Let's say that we are really discussing complicated situations. Well, I I was going to say, I think it's reasonable to assume that uh, with all of us being based out of Lion's Arch and having done work uh, for the consortium and such, that we would have had to have gone to the Priory before. Probably. I I actually moved myself (laughs) to AFK. And also, uh, it would be reasonable to assume that we've been to the Priory to do research before, if that is the the place to go for research. Mm -hmm. Like, we... like, like in our line of last work. time, yeah, the scale, for example, yeah. Okay. So okay, so everyone does have waypoints. All right. So you guys yep. pull out whatever device it is. Well, actually, so following the lore concept, you actually have to travel to a waypoint type, I think, and actually go through the waypoint. Yep. So you guys go to a waypoint and you connect with it. However, that works. There's a little hollow panel, magical holographic panel that pops up. And at the floating waypoint in Lion's Arch, you guys actually head to the one that is map of Lion's Arch here. There is one actually right at the consortium. So you go over there, you walk up to it, and you start typing in your location that you want to go. It provides you with a cost, and you you deduct it from your magic wallet by just inserting coins into the hollow field which apparently is teleporting them somewhere, probably a bank. And uh, the portal, it flashes, and a little beam of light travels between the bottom panel and the and the top floating on its side uh, cube that is the waypoint channel. You now have a connection to the Priory. I have a question. Yes. Are you putting anything up on the desktop first? Not right now. Okay, because I have this black box that is sizing weird. And I just yep, that'll that'll be something that happens. Wanted to make happens. sure that it wasn't an image that wasn't loading. Nope, it will it will when we actually get into a combat scenario because I have maps that are fog of war. Right. Cool. I just wanted to make sure that it was that there wasn't something going hinky with my uh, role. Nope, play. you're good. It is correct. All right, so you guys walk through the portal and you go from the balmy warmth of Lion's Arch to the freezing cold of the Priory. How does this even happen? Teleportation. It's magic. (laughs) So, you guys are now at the Priory. The Priory is built into the side of a mountain. It is just a massive library full of books and people studying. The Priory is one of the three main orders of Tyria. In the Priory, the Order Whispers and the Vigil. They were one of the groups that organized and helped build up a force to defeat Zaitan. And this is their heart. This is their center. They love research. They love studying. There's rumors that there are massive laboratories buried deep inside the mountain, although very few people have actually seen that that are not members of the Priory. And there are libraries, just massive collections of books of all kinds, and they have been collecting these books for years and years and and curating this collection. And so you make your way in. How are you guys going to approach searching through this massive library? 
I'm actually going to see if there's any scholars that I recognize and know from the intertwined dealings of my background and the Priory. You do know that Relics of War actually, that there are members of Relics of War who work in the Priory, and that some of them are curators of various book groups, one of which is an elementalist by the name of Miriam that you have met. And she... <laughs> That's right. I... Sorry, I was... As this, as Evie was looking for people, I was going to nudge them and be like, hey, you should charm one of the ladies. Get her to help us find stuff. Yeah, but, yeah, I, I pretty much know where to go. Uh, that's less exciting. Is Alam a member of the Priory? Uh, I hadn't. Let's say yes. <laughs> no. Uh, actually, I was going to go order a whisper. Oh, okay. To be well, that's, that's, that's perfectly fine. Well, what if... What if he's a part of the Order of the Whispers that is pretending to be part of the Priory? <laughs> yes, because it's I canon. do have I have that. Oh no, go oh, for it! I was going to say I was going to try use my Tyrian linguistics to look up ancient texts or what have you. Okay, yeah. So, <clears throat> so you do know that there are people. I'm kind of spoon feeding you a character that uh, you can you can go and find, but you will have to find her because she's going to be buried deep within the library. Not not literally buried. She's still alive and she's <laughs> researching. But you know, researching. So, how uh, would you guys like to? So we, uh, I guess, Nima starts walking into the uh, priory, and uh, the footfalls on the hard rock uh, or stone floor bounces off the walls, and he notices a certain reverberance to the room, and uh, takes a deep breath in, and shouts, "Miriam." Um, oh my God. Which bounces off the walls and starts echoing are, and reverberating. A, there around. are a lot of scholars in this area. They're wearing the priory cowls and various clothing of the priory. Every single one of them stops, puts a finger to their mouth, and goes shh, and they all look very displeased. Oh, oh, sorry, right. Uh, Miriam, <laughs> Miriam, Miriam. <laughs> And Nima uh, says that in a way that he thinks he's saying it quite quietly, but it's actually as if someone was still talking to another person about 60 feet away from them and just sort of projecting across that distance. So it still reverberates around the room a decent amount. Uh, a human man walks up to you and says, what? No, no. When we, do, when we put our fingers on our mouth and go, Shh, that means, that means quiet. What, what are you? Are you looking for Miriam? Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I believe, <laughs> I haven't seen her in a while, but, you know, you can lose people in the, in the stacks pretty easily. Uh, she might be up in, uh, our section on magical creatures. It's open to the public for the most part. There's a few roped off areas. Please don't go over the rope. Uh, we do have curators that will... Be quite displeased with you if you do. When I hear this, I immediately start walking away. I have no interest in this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> he 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 takes notice of the fact that you're walking away, but he doesn't. He I mean, he's talking to Nima at this point, and he is trying. To, so so he says so. So that's where she probably is. If you could keep your voice down, maybe maybe don't say anything, or if you do, say it very very quietly. Uh, guys. This way. Nope, no, that was that was still way too loud. Maybe dial it back 
a lot more, or, you know, put your hand over your okay. mouth. Nima just starts walking I, away uh, as uh, the rest uh, uh, follows uh, Evie. Uh, uh, Uber taps him on the shoulder. Uh, my dear fellow, can I can I uh, inquire if you have anything to eat? Maybe if we uh, put some food in his mouth, he won't. I, there's, there's a there's a food there, there's a cafeteria if you go down into the main hall, there's a door on your left which leads into a hall, and there's a cafeteria in there. You could maybe go find some food. I think that it's almost lunchtime, or breakfast time, because it's the morning, and you teleported. <laughs> okay, so who's who the going prior to... librarian? <laughs> Says the GM. <laughs> Thank you, sir. And uh, he heads off to the cafeteria to get Nima something to munch on. All right, so... Nima and Evie are heading off towards a book section. We've got... Uh, Islam just looks on half bewildered, half amused. Is Islam going to follow anyone, or is he just going to stand there? He decides to follow okay. Evie. And Alum? Well, they said, yo, down in the stacks, so I'm going to start looking through the stacks. Okay. Stacks, of course, referring to the lots and lots of books on shelves. Mm-hmm. For... Actually, um, I asked the guy really quick, do you know roughly what she was researching before we had yes, gone that way? Yes, she was, uh, as I was saying, she re- was researching various uh, magical okay. creatures. Right. Uh, what section could that be in more likely? He points off and gives you some general directions to that section. The priory is massive with a mind-boggling number of books scattered throughout the various halls and and areas, and so he he gives you pretty good directions to the location, as I am not a scholar on the way the Priory is actually physically set out, and we only have estimates based on the game. It's somewhere in that giant building, and so you can, you will you'll be able to find your way there. It's not that hard. There's, there's lots of good signage. Okay. So you guys are making your way we're going to cut to uh, Spirit really quick, and we'll follow her until she catches up to you guys, and then we'll cut back to what you were doing while she was in the in the cafeteria, because I love splitting the party. All right, Spirit, you find your way to the cafeteria. Uh, Hubert finds his way to the cafeteria, and he in- when he enters, there is a lot of people. They are lined up. It is mostly set up as a sort of a buffet-style Almost very much like you would expect from a school cafeteria in the modern world. And there are all sorts of things being cooked. You can smell all sorts of toasts and eggs and yak, dolyak bacon and pig bacon and all sorts of wonderful, delectable foods. There's moa sausage and the like. What would you like to get for your good friend Nima to eat? Uh, some sort of it, would I be able to get like jerky or bacon, like uh, something, something that uh, need take some would, chewing. be able to chew on for a while. Yeah, or like a, like a jawbreaker or something. I'm just curious. Would the moa sausage be uh? Would uh Hubert consider that foul? Um, uh, uh, ooh. <laughs> Everyone considers it foul because foul is the definition of bird that you yeah. eat. I have not considered how how Hubert feels about poultry. Well, I feel like it's the same as like eating monkey as a human. Okay, yeah, it's uncomfortable. Well, it's, it's weird often? for him, but it's not weird for other people. I, I guess. don't see why that's a problem. So he would he would 
he would purchase poultry for someone else, but I don't think he would eat it himself. Fun fact, parrots like chicken and eggs. What? Just laying it out ah, there. Laying yeah. it chicken out there because it's eggs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, it was accidental. I know, accidental but it's worth puns. it. Okay, so you are able to find a big, uh, almost a hawk of uh, H-O-C-K, not H-A-W-K. Of, uh, of what looks like smoked meat that looks a little bit overdone and you are pretty confident it was put out there for the char who just really are like, yeah, burn that <laughs> thing and I'm going to just sit there and eat a whole thing to myself. Just, nah. And so there is that sitting in the, uh, you, you actually have to get in line though and you are between, uh, a triplet of scrit that are all wearing priory outfits. And, uh, and on the other side, you have a, another Azura. And as you move the way through the line, the script are chatting about the various things that they've been reading. And, and the Azura is quietly grumbling about the fact that there are even script in the Priory. And how did they even get in here? He's very displeased with this fact. Much less that he has to stand in line with a group of script. And so you go down the you go down the line. You eventually find this this hawk of meat, and you snag it, and you get to the end. And they have you pay for it because they don't want non-priory people just taking food. And you can now continue on your way. Is there anything you'd like to do while you're in the cafeteria beyond getting food? I might, uh, because it is lunchtime. I might just take a look around for Miriam. I don't I don't know her though, do I? You would so not. I just might. I might, uh, I'll sort of elbow the person nearest to me and I'll say, hey, uh, I'm, I'm looking for uh, a woman by the name of Miriam. Have you, have you seen her around? Okay, so is that the, are you going to elbow the script or the Azura? Oh, the Azura, sorry. <laughs> That's unfortunate. I mean, oh, I'm so sad. Swinging a miss over his head. I'll just kind of like tap him lightly. Okay. What? Uh, Miriam, Miriam, Miriam. Uh, do I, have I made an acquaintance with a Miriam? Um, I spend most of my time in my lab avoiding those people, he says, looking at the script. So I don't, I'm not, I'm not entirely, I don't really know. Uh, I'm not acquainted with her. Have you, have you asked, you can ask around, but uh, I have not, I have not met her. Uh, Going into faux British. No, uh, it's, it's all right. Sorry. We, uh, we were uh, pointed in the direction of the creature stack. I just haven't made it quite oh. there yet. Uh, so I, I'll be on my way. But thank you very much. The, uh, the Azura nods at you and uh, continues on with his... Continues. He goes and sits down on the opposite side of the cafeteria from the script. Okay. And he glares at them the entire time he eats. The entire time. Just as he's eating his boring oatmeal... And they're sitting there eating, like, fruits and all sorts of other fun things and throwing them at each other and having a grand old time. He's just, like, brooding. And as you're and as you're walking out, you see that, like, three more Azura come and sit next to him and do the exact same thing. Azura don't like script. All right. But, yeah, I, I'll, I'll try and rejoin the party at this point and uh, bring bring Nima the, the food to keep him occupied. All right. So, as uh, so you guys... Hubert wanders off. You guys notice that, but uh, but Nima is already on, or Evie's already on his way, and so you guys begin following Evie to into the library, and you eventually find your way into the uh, section on magical animals, 
animables. And how are you going to search through this area for Miriam? I'm just going to look around as I pursue the stacks, or peruse, peruse the stacks. I mean, if you really want to pursue the stacks, they're not moving, so it's going to be really easy. (laughs) Uh, Do you want me to just make a perception check or not a check at all? Uh, The way you're doing it, you'll find her. It takes probably about... Oh, how's Islam going to do it? Islam keeps his eyes out for, uh, sort of the magical creature section, for um, any book that has mention of crate-wearing leader. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The most magical of creatures, indeed. (laughs) You do find a book on, uh, an entire section of books written about the crate. If you'd like to peruse those, I'll let you do that while they continue to search for uh, Miriam. He's perusing those with... He's, he's changed his focus now to look for something about that scale that, you know, he touched okay. magically. All right, so that, that'll happen in the background. How many how many people are down here, actually? So there's... there's Of the party or everyone? As far as from the party, it is, uh, it's four of you with Hubert Utnaboot. No, I mean, people actually doing stuff. In this the area, there's quite a few people that you actually see. There's several... There's... One person that, as you enter, notices you and is sort of, sort of, kind of following you guys, and you suspect that it's probably whoever's in charge of the in charge of the area is just making sure that you're not going in any restricted areas or anything like that, uh, or you know, damaging books or being on being rowdy and raucous as adventurers tend to be, as opposed to the proper way of approaching things as the priory does. And so they're just sort of keeping an eye on you. There are several people. There are several people that are just sort of sitting in aisles, just reading. Uh, there are some study tables where people, where there are people writing on parchment with stacks of books next to them, clearly writing on, working, doing some research and, and developing either writing into new books or copying books. There's all sorts of things going on. Uh, there's one person who has a small, uh, basically, it's a bunch of insects in a box that he's writing about. That he apparently brought down to the to the library with him, and he is writing about them and referencing various information. They are most of them have weird glowing patterns on their shells, but uh, they don't look like they're too crazy. Uh, as far as, like, they're not something that you as an adventurer would generally be like, oh, I'm going to go kill one of those things because it's not a giant version of said insect. So it's 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 busy, but it's quiet as libraries are. And Any human females? Uh, <laughs> there are a few, yeah, there are. Well, and they are dre- yep, well, and they, okay. they're mostly researching. Uh, there's, yeah, there's, there's, you see three or four. Would you like to go up and talk to any of them? Does anyone... I was just like, which one looks like a Miriam? (laughs) Yeah, well, what do you think a Miriam looks like? Since you have never met Miriam. I have a cousin called Miriam, but, uh... Well, what do the three women look like? (laughs) 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 Ha ha ha! Okay, so you see, uh, as you're walking, following Evie, you see a uh, two brown-haired ladies. One is... uh, one is short and probably around 5'2", uh, a little bit, I guess a little bit heavy, heavier set, and she is poking through some books, because unlike in Guild Wars 2, not everyone is a supermodel on this planet. 
there are normal people. And then you have uh, the other brown-haired girl is uh, tall, very lanky, stringy sort of stringy sort of hair, um, and uh, darker skin. She probably spends a lot of time outside, from what you can see. But she is reading a book on practical. If you're if you're paying enough attention, you know she's reading a book on practical. I, I suspect you're probably analyzing a lot of things about her. So I'll give you a lot of information about. Ladies, since that's your thing. Uh, she's reading a book about practical interactions with animals in the wild and sort of animal behavioral studies. And then there is a um, dark-skinned woman that has black hair, uh, wiry hair. She's uh, muscular. She, her priory clothes are have rolled up sleeves. And uh, she is reading books of and she's in the section on hunting various animals and she's going over that she is uh, yeah she looks she looks like she spends a lot of time outdoors and that she is quite capable of handling herself so there you go that is what the three women look like uh what has been the general reaction of the priory members to a codan going well um, through codan are not seen all that often but there are Kodan that have come through um, on sort of research. There, I mean, there are a few, but they, it's it's pretty rare. There, most people sort of stare because it is so weird. Um, but it's not unheard of. Yet at the same time, it's it is weird, and so most of them are staring without trying to look like they're staring. So you'll see like someone just sort of looking at you, and then when you make eye contact with them, they're like pull their hood up and, like, scurry off, but no one's actually, like, come up and, like, poke you and been like, oh, my goodness, you're a Kodan. Tell me about your culture. That has not happened yet. But it could. Because you are in the Priory. Could I, just the Coles notes of the ladies, so muscular lady reading what? Like, that sort of, like, uh, quick, Oh, quick, she's quick. reading books about hunting various magical creatures. The uh, then you have is... the uh, lanky, um, Brown-haired lady that is reading about what was she reading about? Um, because I didn't make this up on the spot and totally have all these characters pre-generated. Uh, <laughs> she was reading about uh, animal behaviors and just sort of what they do out in the wild. And then the other one you didn't see because she was facing away from you, but you could see the brown hair and that she was shorter. Pro process of elimination. I'm gonna walk up to yeah. that lady. All right, guys. We know what his preferences Hello. are. Um, <laughs> what? Huh? She actually doesn't respond initially. She just keeps reading because that's what she's doing. And uh, hello. Kind of uh, tap she, her on the shoulder. Huh? Hello. What? Hi. Hi. Are you by any chance, N Miriam? No. She blushes a little bit as you're using your uh, oh. sultry voice. Could you point me? Um, I think I think she's in the section about animal husbandry. Back, she points back further into the library. Sporty gal, backaways. Uh, no. Uh, I, I maybe she she likes to go out on adventures, but I mean she's not. Maybe I guess you could say that. Well, I'm sorry to bother you. Asking for her, gesturing yeah. to like her Working name. On it. Uh, Jania. Jania Dawn. <laughs> it's a lovely name. Thank you, Jania. 
so many characters that I need to add. See you uh, around. See, she smiles at you because, and she kind of looks you up and down. You can tell that uh, she does find you quite attractive, but uh, I'm pretty. <laughs> Your character is pretty. <laughs> it is true. Uh, <laughs> and uh, well, you know that the girl in the library sounded just like the consortium person by the desk. I can only do one female so. voice. I'm sorry. <laughs> they are all going to sound the same. Well, I thought that maybe Alum just has just has a thing for this voice type. I have been. He has well, a sense. Someday I will be a successful voice actor that can do many voices. No, that is not going to happen. I apologize. Especially of the opposite, of the opposite gender. gender. I am not Matthew Mercer. Oh, the opposite. Oh. Okay. So that was Jania Dawn, who is a Priory scholar. She was the no, lanky brown-haired uh, one, right? I guess uh, heavy-set brown-haired one. Okay. Who is also short. What was she reading up on? Because uh, I, um, well, you know toxins and dealing with them. I filed that away for later. When next I talk to Junia Dawn. I'm going to require you to remember that name if you if you walk up to her again. I figure <laughs> that your character is good at remembering those things. So write notes down. Uh, okay, so, yes. oh man. Animal toxins. This is going to be the weirdest notes thing ever. Okay, so uh, <laughs> she is pointed further in and uh, get ready for another person to be using the exact same voice! <laughs> I'm obviously ahead of everyone. Yeah, you. Because I'm just kind of. Because I know what she looks like. Yeah, you've met her. So I'm just looking around for Miriam, and uh, I assume I find her, and I walk up. Why the heck wouldn't you have given us a description? Because right now I am just out of it. I am done with this yelling. No, he walked away when we were were just doing silly stuff (laughs) at the beginning. It's it's like when one of your friends is doing something really inappropriate in public, and you're just like, "Yep, not with them." Walk. Bye. <laughs> uh, it's like when you're in, when you're in high school and you're like at a mall, and one of your friends is like, "I'm gonna run up backwards up the escalator," and you're like, "Nope, don't know them." Basically, yeah. and then they get kicked out so, of the mall, and you're like, "Ha, I didn't." When I find her, I'm just like, "Hi, Miriam. How are you doing?" She uh she looks up from her books. She is a uh, she's she's a pretty short lady uh with fairly sharp ex- uh features. She has a pointed nose. She looks vaguely like uh, like your friends Shongaku and Trillia. There's definitely some family resemblance going on there. Although, rather than the uh, more Canthan features that those two have, she has developed a more of a mixture of uh, more of a mixture of Ascalonian and Crichton uh, racial features, as far as as that, but the cheeks and the eyes and the nose seem to be a dominating fact, dominant factor that passes through the uh, Stimoto family line. And uh, she looks up at you and says, Oh, Evie, it's so good to see you. I've been reading about these, uh, these snow skelk, the woolly skelk of the far northern Shiver Peaks. What, uh, what brings you here, though? I suspect it's probably not to learn about woolly skelk, although I have to say, they are utterly fascinating. Did you know that they lay eggs in clutches of 12, and then they cover them in moss, and then they molt on top of them to add extra hair on top of their nests. Is, no. is Hubert here yet? Ah, damn. Um, um, I thought they were extinct. How do you know that? Well, we've got... Some people think that they're extinct, and it is really hard to verify with Jormag up in the north, killing everyone that goes up there for the most part, but 
We, I suspect that there is probably a group, because Jormag is sort of central in the north, he hasn't made it all the way far north as far as we know, and so I suspect there's probably groups still up there, and because their eggs basically smell like garbage, most people don't want to eat them, and the wool is just really, because it's designed to molt onto nests, it's not great, so there's never been a lot of hunting, so unless Jormag's eaten all of them, there's gotta be a few still up there. They went extinct before he showed. Well, okay. just because um, you can't find something doesn't mean it's not there. Very good point, Miriam. Which is why I'm here to ask you if you could maybe help me get into the vaults of Drocker's Forge. Because oh, re- wait, why? Um, I don't know. Okay, would I know her relationship with Shankru? Um. um... You know that they're related. You don't know as far as, like, are they cousins or anything like that. Uh, they look like they're about the same age. And uh-huh. they generally, the the Stimoto family doesn't really talk too much about, like, how they're related to each other. Aside from, like, you know Shongoku and Trilly are siblings. But the other people that you know, it seems odd that they look about the same age. But yet, it also seems like Trilly and Shongoku talk a lot older than these people. So you probably uh, have your I, suspicions I, as, far I, okay. as far as that. Okay. I'm just making sure that it's okay for me to, like, know they're related. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's fine. Okay, before I metagame it. So, um, I don't know if you've heard, but Shongaku is in a little bit of trouble, asked me to help. Uh, something about dust or ash gin something like that smoke gin might have been smoke gin and a library under drockner's forge needs some kind of magical thing i i don't know all the details um i'm pretty sure you of all people probably know something about what's going on uh i was wondering if you could maybe help because of your uh, inside Value? No, inside resources with the German Priory. Just flash a big smile that's completely way too awkward at her. She smiles back, completely missing the fact that it's that it's an awkward smile because you guys, she is just as awkward. Like it's that sort of like I really like books and I'm smiling at you because that's what you're supposed to do and you're smiling back at me. And there's just this nice moment where two really apparently awkward people are just smiling awkwardly at each other and then she says i think that and then, then she finally like breaks off the the weird smiling with this expression of i don't i don't know what i'm supposed to do here and then says i think um uh just no selling the whole thing i uh i think that i could do that i know i know a few people who specialize in maps it's a library beneath drakadar's forge that's okay um, I know someone who would probably know. Um, uh, let me check really quick with some people to see if maybe I can get you a meeting with them, and I'll also see if I can get some books. Um, actually, let me just go talk to someone. He doesn't like talking to outsiders very much, and, uh... He probably wouldn't want to come out for this, but he'll know where the maps are. So I will, and he might have some old ones and have some insight. So I'm going to go check with him really quick, and I will be right back. So she closes her book and right. says, can you? Before she goes off, 
I just, I want to be like, I thank you so much, Miriam. I just want to put a hand on her shoulder. It's like, thank you so much. And then other hand on her shoulder, just kind of almost forceful. It's like, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And then let her go and whatever awkwardness that caused. <laughs> <laughs> so because you're a Norn and she's a tiny human lady, uh, your hands are essentially her entire side, practically. <laughs> uh, so it's really awkward. Uh, and there's a moment where you're just standing there awkwardly, and then she's like, she sort of puts your hands down, pushes them towards you, and scampers off. And so now you guys are standing in the library, and then a moment later she comes running back with Hubert behind her, um, you can see, and she says, oh, I'll meet you back here, I'll be back in like, give me half an hour. And she runs off again, past Hubert, past Hubert. In this time, uh, Islam's taken an assessment of the bull in the room that okay. they're in. Okay, so you you're still are you still reading and looking for the uh, information on the scale? Okay, yeah, sure. After he's taken okay. an assessment so, of the people around there, when they, you know, when they settled in, he wanted to see who was in the room, what was going on, and then he's okay. back to reading so, the scale. Sure. Do you have anything that you want as far as assessing people? Um, numbers, uh, postures, you know, things like that. No, it's a pretty. I mean, it's it's like a library, so you're wandering through, and there's maybe 30 people that you can see easily, but there could be way more just scattered throughout it, uh, and they're all very quietly reading, researching. Some of them are going through and grabbing books. There's a few people that you see that are returning books to shelves. Um, there's... Nothing suspicious? No, nothing at this point, no. How about the person that was uh, following they're, us? They're still just sort of maintaining their a respectful distance. It's clear that they have people whose jobs it is to just watch anyone that goes in and make sure that they don't, you know, rough up books or steal things or anything like that. I mean, they don't have closed circuit television uh, or anything like that. There's, they probably have a few magical wards to protect the books, but they also, you know, they, they, they invest people in the effort as well. To make sure that the books don't get stolen. So that's there. The person is is not hiding. They're just being very obvious about the fact that hey, you are being watched. Don't do anything uh, untoward. Yeah, I'm just gonna grab a random book and wait for Miriam. By the way. Okay. Okay. You uh you are in the uh, section on animal husbandry. Um, the book that she left down was uh was Skelk and Skelk Actually. mating. Uh, Nesting, mating, skelk nesting methods. I want to see if there's a book on hawks. Okay. What kind of book? These are, interestingly enough, this is not organized by animal. It is organized by subject and matter with regards to animals. And so there is uh, various uh, alchemical, and since it's magical creatures, there's a whole section on alchemy of magical creatures. There's a section on hunting of magical creatures. There's a section on uh, biology and, uh, and how, uh, basically how animals act. And then there's this section on breeding magical creatures and domesticated magical creatures. So which one would you like to learn about for hawks? If there are um, any magical hawks. See if I can find anything related to or around the idea of a spirit hawk or spirit of hawk. Okay, so that is, uh, so you start looking th for that, and uh, we'll get back to that search in a second, because that 
yield some interesting results. Uh, Vrabin, so you are looking for a book based on, that talks about the scale, and you find a section on, under, um, Am I in the same section as you, that? Or did I leave this as part, you're that part wandering of the through, you find that there is a section under the alchemy section that is uh, usage uses for uh, reptile scales. It's 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 a weirdly specific, um, but it's basically all about using reptile parts for magic. And as you're going through, you find that okay. there are certain large reptiles that uh, that are like certain drakes and plated creatures that have large scales that have been used in the past to uh, use them as magical anchors on some level. And the, and you do find that there are some similar crate runes. The crate are fairly uh, well known for using scales as magical anchors for various, um, various spells and idols and deities that they've made up. So there's... Does the book reference any specific uh, specific ones that uh, scales or teeth or anything from these reptiles that are of note have you know unique names and that have been uh, around for a while? No, but there is a sub note that the uh, religions, but there you because these are all books that have been handwritten and been used in research. There are notes in the margin of most of these books that you're looking through. And one of them notes that uh, they that you should probably check in the religion section. So they, it's almost like they've created a massive cross index just in the way that they've categorized their books at uh, at the priory. So you could probably go and find a section on the various religions and and check into crate religions. Okay. Instead of going to a different part of the library, Islam goes to pick up the book that Miriam. Okay. Was so you at. head over to where they are. Okay. So as you're walking yes. over to them. Uh, you see Miriam walking away, and Hubert walks up as uh, as Evie looks at the uh, starts looking at the bridge at the spines of books and try and he is apparently trying to find something. So now everyone is in one place. Is there anything anyone else would like to do? I'm going to go over to Nima. I'm going to tap him on the shoulder and I'm going to say, "Close your eyes, friend. I have a surprise for you. Open your mouth." Most awkward uh, bird kiss ever. I just ever. shove, like, <laughs> shove the uh, meat in his mouth with, like, a thump, or a thump, and, like, just be like, no more talking. Nice. Okay. Um, this is a hawk, so what, yeah, is that, like, a big. thigh? Okay, cool. So, uh, <laughs> it gets shoved in Nima's mouth, and he reacts uh, with glee to a degree as you can, as much as you could with a giant thigh shoved in your mouth. <laughs> um, giggity. Uh, and uh, some very contented uh, chewing and uh, smacking of uh, chops as he, st- he uh, starts uh-huh. consuming the thigh, grabs uh-huh. the bone. Uh, in his one hand, and it's considerably, perhaps, less subtle than Hubert might have desired, given this is a very hungry Norn who has uh, a giant hawk to to chomp through. So, yeah, quite loud chewing noises emanate from... Since you're all in one place, for the most part, the uh, the priory person is, uh, has, is looking at all of you and just sort of stares at Nima for a bit. 
and looks at everyone else and then goes back to just pretty much staring at Nima. This is a, uh, the, the person following you is a, is a lady char with a fluffy tail, as they do, with nice, uh, with, uh, nice tiger pattern on her, on her coat, as far as, like, her fur coat, and she's wearing priory robes and such. And she's just sort of watching you, but not saying um, anything. Nima, with a very full mouth, and in the midst of chewing, uh, Nima takes a moment and uh, turns to Hubert, uh, saying, mm, This is the, really good. The char Where did you get pulls this? up a finger to her mouth, and then does the <laughs> motion of lower your voice, please, by just, like, having one hand. Nima is completely uh, unaware of she her <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna say, uh, in the cafeteria, friend, go go there if you want more. Maybe you can be a little bit louder there. As as the priory chars, you know, going looking at each and every one of us, as uh, crosses my path, I just kind of do a quick wink, <laughs> and that's all. I she do. she double takes on the wink. <laughs> She's very not used to humans doing anything flirtatious in her direction. <laughs> it's. <laughs> It's disconcerting <laughs> to her, but, uh... <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh. Ladies. <laughs> so, alright, Evie, as you, uh, search through the books, you do find several books on, uh, some magical hawks. Uh, you don't necessarily, in this section, find any information on spirit hawks, however. Um, but there is, there are a few recorded cases of Hawks with unusual tendencies as far as magic goes. There's, uh, there's, uh, some larger hawks in the far, that some Priory scholars have recorded far beyond even Blood Legion lands and, uh, and Ash Legion lands in the far, far, uh, east of the, of the continent. And they are much larger than your typical hawk and tend to have strange elements on their back growths that uh, tend to give them enhanced uh, flight capabilities for their size as well as some interesting screaming uh, functionality. Their their cry is uh, much more than just a sound. It has magical elements to it, and uh, they are much more intelligent than your average hawk. Within that book, would I be able to find anything about a hawk that has like almost shamanistic symbols on it? Um, of a magical nature. There are some recorded shaman, shamanistic, uh, there's some species out there on the far east, non-human, past, far beyond the char even, that there's very little information on, that, that they've seen some, some sort of petroglyphs of these, of these hawks. That's one of the major points of these magical hawks is that they've seen one or two of them, one or two of them. but for the most part, all they see is uh, is the various indigenous groups' depictions of the hawks. All right, I'm just gonna peruse these pages and uh, see if anything sticks out to me that uh, could possibly look a little strikingly similar to something I've seen in my past. Okay. If not, then whatever. I learned about hawks. Yeah. There's, there are some interesting similarities, and you're not entirely certain if that's just because that's how you would depict a hawk from primitive culture, or if these hawks are somehow tied to, to that. Because pictogriffs, there's only so many ways to draw a hawk and have it still be a hawk. Although, eh, 
there could be a few different ones. So there's there's similarities. There's definitely some stuff where you wouldn't necessarily want to dismiss it. In particular, as far as like behavior and whatnot, are there any hawks that can turn invisible? That's what I'm really looking for. Um, you didn't you don't see any invisible hawks in your research, as far as you go and you check through. How could uh, you see them? You don't see any uh, research on invisible hawks or hawks that turn invisible. At least in the priory, where you're at, in the magical creatures area. Oh, well, I'll just keep reading until Miriam comes back, I okay. guess. Okay. <laughs> All right, so you guys are, does uh, does Nima hang out in the, uh, does he head towards the food area, or does he hang out with everyone else? Uh, I think he's pretty occupied okay. with uh, his current hawk. Uh, I guess he just takes a mental note that should uh, he desire further sustenance. There is a place that seems to suit that very well. All right. So you guys spend about a half hour reading and researching and learning various things. Uh, in that time, you've made it about halfway through the hawk. Uh, and uh, Miriam comes back up, and she's carrying a uh, a rolled-up parchment made of what looks to be either uh, dolyak skin or perhaps even moahide. You're not entirely certain. They look very similar after one has been plucked or shorn. And uh, she places it down, looks around and uh, at all of you, and then sees Evie and says, Evie, Evie, she says, trying to get your attention, while not being too loud because it is a library. And she also, as she's walking in, says, uh, says hello to the uh, char that is watching you guys, whose name is... Nick, 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 Nick. Nick, Nick, Nick. What an interesting Nick. name. <laughs> we play it backwards. What is it? <laughs> Fred Melina Relative <laughs> is her name. She so you uh, so as Miriam goes by, she she uh, says, "Oh, good morning, Melina. How are you doing?" They have a short little discussion, and uh, Melina says, are they, "Are they with you?" And she says, "Oh, yes, yes, they are. They uh, they're they're a wonderful group, and uh, yeah, they can. I'll, I'll take care of them." So Melina nods to her and wanders back into the uh, back to where she was at the open entrance. And uh, so Miriam comes up, she puts the, there's a table where she had left her book, she slides her book off to the side and puts down this parchment, unrolls it, and there is a very old architectural map of the palace of King Drachnar. And uh, this specifically, there's actually, it turns out that instead of it being a single parchment, it is a bundle of about 10 parchments for each floor and detailing depths and all sorts of stuff. And it is a fairly detailed map. There is a, uh, there's a, basically a small roll of vellum paper that is attached, that she, that is, a, that is attached in, inside of it. It has a script saying val- verified for the use by Miriam Saimata, uh, and then a very fancy looking D. Um, oh, sorry, a very fancy looking O uh, that is beneath it. There are many Even ways to make fancy. fancy O's. You can, <laughs> you can research that in your own time, but O's have lots of cool curly cute things that you can do around them. Yep. Um, okay. If you guys are listening, yeah, if, you, if anyone would like to send us a calligraphy fancy O, please uh, send that to reliquesofore at gmail.com. Anyways, I was almost going to say something very rude, but I... I... <laughs> oh, okay, so 
but about alum knowing how to make lots of fancy o's <laughs> Or so he would uh, believe. Kids, don't ask your parents about that one. Okay. So she puts down the uh, paper and uh, motions for all of you to gather round. And uh, Evie, Evie, he says, trying to get your attention as you're reading about hawks. I'm just going to gently close the book that I have, put it back where I found it. And it's like, Miriam, that didn't take very long. What did you find? Well, I went to the person that I mentioned, who I can't really mention, because uh, they don't like talking to people, and they don't like many people knowing about what their job is here, uh, which is probably too much information for you guys, but, you know, the, you're, you're cool. I think that's okay. Anyways, so he gave me this, and he said that he got this from someone that he got it from, she says, trailing off, but, um, so... What it is, is this is the original plans for Drachnar's Forge. They're really old. I'm not entirely certain why they're still in such good shape, although there are some runes built into the paper, which is really quite fascinating. Have you guys heard about rune paper? Basically, what's going on in this is there are runes inside of... Miriam, yes? the map. Oh, right. Um, <laughs> so what you have here is a floor-by-floor -floor plan of Drachnar's castle, and King Drachnar's castle, and in the bottom of the castle, this was actually up on a hill outside of Drachnar's forge. I'm not sure if that's still there, although things could last for a while. Here, she starts flipping through and gets to, gets about ten pages down, and she's like, now there was a library on the upper floor, but there's also down here the vault library in the, in, down below, it's about floor seven. It was, it's like 300 feet beneath one? ground. Uh, yeah, this is, this is the bottom floor. There were three above and then seven below. And, uh, this is the bottom floor and there's a vault library. Uh, I don't know what they kept in there. Uh, and apparently not a lot of people had access to these plans. Uh, my, my friend got them from pretty much the direct source as far as where they got them from. She says. She's very bad at it's She's definitely not it. Order of Whispers material. <laughs> Direct source? Yeah, it's they, the new people who were really old, and, you know, there's dwarves still around. They they do things, and so they... Dwarves? Yeah, they, they're the ones who built Drachnar's Forge. They, you know, they're still stone dwarves, and they're still fully mentally capable. She says, "Did you? are you familiar with the stone dwarves? The stone dwarves, they live underground. They've been fighting Primordius for years, but they're actually still mentally there. And so while they have this crazy drive to constantly fight Primordius, at the same time, they still are themselves, which is really fascinating. So the ones that have survived this long still have memories about what life was like back then. And so if you go and find one, well, oh. <laughs> Shut the flock up. She, she blinks at you. Um, and it's like, what? I just kind of turned my head. At, I can't what? believe there's still dwarves around. But anyway, uh, looking at this this uh, library here, uh, the bottom level, if indeed there are secrets to be found there, I think that's where we should go. And if, if uh, what we're looking for is not there, at least there would be something valuable in so, there, probably. So, in terms, we know where it is. How do we get in? Basically, there? Miriam, today, or well, in a few days, as soon as we can get there, what would be the easiest way to get into Drachner's Forge to get to the library vault? 
Well, could you repeat that? Sorry, I was distracted by questions. Basically, Miriam, today, well, not today, but soon, what would be the easiest way to get into Drachner's Forge and to the library vault? She she looks at the map and uh, looks at the and says, "Do you do you know any any mesmers? You know, aside from." Uh- Hubert sort of perks up and, and looks at her with big eyes and sort of puffs all his feathers up she a little bit, but doesn't totally say totally misses it. I know a strong man, but probably not any mesmer. Well, there is. Yes. Oh, okay, good. Um, there, we've been working on a interesting ritual that involves using mesmer, uh, the ability for mesmers to pass through uh, mist portals and combining that with targeted earth magic to find locations deep beneath the earth and then teleport into it, there has been limited success with the (laughs) ritual. No. (laughs) Miriam, Miriam, I said easiest. (laughs) Well, it's technically the easiest way. Another way would be to dig your way in, possibly. Um... If you could get in there and uh, and find your way, if you could use you could use earth magic to dig a hole, that's something that can be done. It's probably a little bit more stable. The to be longer, it would probably take a while longer, especially depending on how intact these uh, these places are. But yeah, we could totally we could we could get uh, get some elemental magic going. Do you know Do you know any other elementalists? I could probably dig in here, but it would be Difficult. Uh, okay. Callum actually did say no really loudly. <laughs> so when. <laughs> By the way, uh, quick question. That was in Since character. I've been in the Order of Whispers, I've seen that big spherical globe thing and like other maps of. Like, I would know where Drogner's Forge used to be, yes. right? So I would know yeah. where it is. Okay. It's actually fairly well documented by the Priory, and most people who have been mm-hmm. out adventuring are familiar with it. Uh, it has been picked over pretty aggressively by people who aren't afraid of water. <laughs> okay, so uh, Miriam, th- those those ideas they sound great, but maybe an ant that is uh of an aquatic nature. She uh, purses her lips and thinks about it. We could definitely go and look and see if there's still an entrance to the to the old. Drachnar's old castle. I'm not entirely certain if it's still above ground. I think we might have to dig at some point because, it, according to the, where this is situated, it's on the. It would have been on the far east side of Drachnar's Forge. Most of central Drachnar's Forge is submerged beneath water. The area where this stood was actually on sort of a mountain cliffside that that is actually still above water, so we wouldn't necessarily have to go underwater i'm not i'm just not sure if there's a way in there now we could look for a cave system and see if there's one uh but i would think that if uh this level level seven not a lot of people know about this i got this directly from a friend person who has kept these maps for a while and uh he's doing it as a favor to uncle shongaku uh, is is Islam here? Okay, I kind of perk up when she says, Uncle. "Yeah, Islam." Well, Islam looked up and uh, really became attentive. Looked up from the book that Miriam had, 
and really became attentive when she said elementalist. And he butts in at this point and says, uh, what kind of elementalist would you need for well, what you were you talking about? Tr- if they have any training at Earth, it would definitely make it go faster. I know most elementalists nowadays are sort of, are sort of focused on the breadth of different magics. So, um, do you know any elementalists, Earth elementalists, or anyone that can do Earth magic? Islam now um, uh, shakes his so head. This is a this is a thing looks to, back at the book. to think about as an elementalist. While your character flavor wise is focused on or on water magic, I would mm-hmm. generally assume that he is like most elementalists in that he is capable of transitioning between the aspects. Uh, would you say that that he specifically is just focused on water to the extent where he can't even do earth magic? Um. As a character, I would imagine he never even thought of it because the only reason he really has any ice magic okay. is because Wiz's so, been around so all his, his life. His elementalist secondary profession is less of an actual profession and more of a, a flavory thing with with him being able to cast some ice spells as a result. Okay, I can work with that. Um, I was going to say, uh, while everyone's talking, uh, Nima elbows co- um, Islam and sort of says quietly in between mouthfuls to him, What does aquatic mean? Oh, oh aquatic means water. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, to Iceland. No, right. to, sorry, that was to Iceland. Yeah. <laughs> Iceland turns aside and says, that thing you've got a problem with? Mm-hmm. What? Dude! Oh, wait. wait. What? <laughs> Nothing. Did a thing to turn up the so, thing? So, Evie, you said aquatic entrance? You mean underwater? So about that mountain... This has been another episode of Relics of War. If you want to get in touch with us, you can check out our website and forums at relicsofwar.com, email us at relicsofwar at gmail.com, or find us on your favorite social media site just by searching Relics of ORR. If you'd like to join us in-game, you can send a whisper or in-game mail to Spiritface, or drop us a note on Twitter or our website and say hi. Lastly, if you listen to the podcast on iTunes, feel free to leave us a comment and the rating you feel we deserve. 